Welcome to another edition of the Dunamis Word broadcast, and I am your host, Pastor Harvey Burnett, and I am glad, I am happy, I am just thrilled that you've taken the time to join us today, and uh, we pray that the Lord will bless you for the next few minutes that you spend with us, uh, both in a natural and a spiritual way. We know God can, and we believe that he will. Listen, uh, let me tell you first how to reach us. Um, and you can email us at dunamis1, that's D-U-N-A-M-I-S-1, that's the number one, at netzero.com. Now spell out netzero, N-E-T-Z-E-R-O dot com. Or you can call us at 800-728-0352. That is our I Am My Brother's Keeper Christian Advocacy Council line. And uh, you can reach me that way if you'd like to leave a message for me. Just call me at 800 728 0352. For those of you who are on the internet, you can go out to the Dunamis Word blog. Uh, you can reach us there at Bethel Burnett. That's all one word B E T H E L Burnett, B U R N E T T dot blogspot, B L O G S P O T dot com. That's Bethel Burnett dot blogspot. Dot com. That is the Dunamis Word. Go out there and peruse our articles. We have over 600 and so many articles, about 650 at this particular point, uh, where we're dealing with the church, the modern culture, philosophy, biblical exegesis, um, uh, atheism, uh, a whole bunch of stuff that you should be aware of. And uh, we pray that people are encouraged and we pray that we stand against sin, evil and the devil. Uh, through that blog uh, thoroughly and along through along with that through this broadcast of course but um, what we want to talk about today is somewhat of an unusual topic I was just um, uh, looking at the midterm elections and looking at some of the states and some of the venues that approved the use of marijuana whether that be for medical use or for recreational use and we were just surprised at how marijuana has just really kind of gained strength here uh, within modern times since about 2012 or so um, there are currently about 30 states that either have recreational use of marijuana or medical use of marijuana about 30 states within the United States in fact nine of those states approve marijuana for recreational use and 21 of those states approve marijuana for medical reasons or medical uses only uh, and you put quotations around that medical use uh, in fact uh, when we look at the social climate of marijuana acceptance around the country according to a recent Gallup poll about 64 percent of Americans favor the legalization of marijuana all over the country, about 64 percent. And out of the individuals poll, uh, polled, the majority of them that favor marijuana legalization just happen to be Republicans or just happen to be the party of, quote unquote, conservatism. So it's a very interesting trend that's taking place all over the country. Let's look here at a few states before we get into the to the meat of our uh, program here, but we'll look at some states. In Alaska, you have to be over age 21 in order to uh, possess and even transport marijuana. And you can have up to about an ounce of marijuana 
to do that with. Transport and possession of marijuana is legal in the state of California or Alaska. Let's go on to California. They were the first state in the union to um, uh, legalize it, and that's been legal since 1996. No wonder that's the home of Snoop Dogg or Snoop Lion, whoever this uh, quote-unquote gospel artist is uh, that uh, uh, the church seems to be endorsing left and right. But uh, we can see that he still holds on to his marijuana Usage Now, in California, you got to be careful where you live because even though it's legal in some places, in some places you can grow up to six plants at your home, um, in some places it's still not as legal as it should, and you can end up going to jail. And, of course, Snoop Dogg, you know, he'll stay away from those particular uh, counties like that, I'm quite sure. Colorado is another place where marijuana is legal, and there are more marijuana dispensaries. According to a recent article, there's more marijuana dispensaries in Colorado than there are McDonald's and Starbucks. <laughs> yes. Now, you know that there's a lot of marijuana dispensaries. If you find more marijuana dispensaries than McDonald's and Starbucks combined and put together, you know that there's a whole bunch of them there. And they have been legalized, or marijuana has been legalized in Colorado since 2012. Let's go to a small state named Maine out to the East Coast. Citizens can possess about two and a half ounces of marijuana. But listen to this. The law is structured where they can't buy it. So you can't buy it from individuals on the street. You can just buy it from where they tell you to buy it. So they're trying to seem like corner the market on marijuana there. Massachusetts, which was formerly, uh, you know, advanced homosexuality under Republican Governor Mitt Romney. Uh, well, they've also advanced marijuana usage, too. <laughs> and uh, you can also uh, carry and use at least one ounce of marijuana. And you can grow about 12 plants at your home. Uh, okay. So that's Massachusetts. Uh, Michigan was the first Midwestern state here recently to adopt the recreational use of marijuana. And under the Michigan law currently, you can have about two and a half ounces of uh, uh, pot on you or marijuana on you. Uh, you can grow about 12 plants and uh, uh, out of your home there. Um, so. I guess you can share that with friends if you want. They're in my home state of Michigan. Yes, I'm from Detroit. Uh, but uh, I don't, thank God, I don't have any plans to grow any marijuana up there uh, or any place else for that matter. Then uh, let's go back out west to Nevada. Of course, anyone can buy an ounce of uh, marijuana in Nevada. Uh, the state is wide open. But uh, you can buy uh, 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 marijuana there. And listen to this. When sales began in June of 2017 of marijuana, the state has proudly said that they have raised over $20 million worth of tax revenue just from the sale of marijuana. In fact, when sales began in June of 2017, um, the marijuana that they had into the dispensaries sold out within one week. Get out to Nevada. You got a lot of high folks out there. They they sold out in one week in the state of Nevada. Then you can go to Oregon. Uh, you can carry an ounce and grow at least four plants at home. And the state was so proud of itself. This said in 2017, we paid over $85 million out of our um, uh, marijuana revenue producing the marijuana taxes. We paid over $85 million to fund schools and municipalities. I want you to make an earmark of that. They funded the schools, the education 
uh, process out of this $85 million. Then there's Vermont. They legalized, um, that's the only state in the United States so far that has legalized the use of marijuana by the legislature. The Republican-controlled legislature uh, ruled uh, that you can have one ounce and grow up to two plants in Vermont. Also, um, in the state of Washington, back out west, um, they said since 2012, when they adopted selling marijuana, uh, since 2012, they estimate that they have earned, uh, the state has earned over $1 billion, $1 billion with a B, dollars in uh, tax revenues since the open sale of marijuana. And each citizen can carry up to an ounce of marijuana. And then in the great district of Columbia, Washington, D.C., right in the president's uh, White House's own backyard since 2014, one can possess up to two ounces of marijuana and give away up to one ounce of marijuana to a friend. So if you have some, you can also have some and give some uh, uh, away to a friend. You can share in Washington, D.C. Now, all of this is very interesting. We can see these states here, and and um, uh, some of them I've just touched on. There's all kinds of variances and 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 various things, uh, nuances to each law. But it's an interesting thing because in 2014, the national, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, uh, through the National Institute on Drug Abuse, uh, produced a pamphlet that they have been reproduced a pamphlet that they have been producing since 1995 and that pamphlet is marijuana facts that parents need to know and in this particular uh, pamphlet that's about 28 pages long they talk about all of the problems associated with marijuana illegal drug use marijuana in particular and some of the things that marijuana has done uh, are some of the things uh, reasons why you want to stay away from and you want to tell your children to stay away from marijuana. Now, it's interesting because here we are. We have 64 percent, as I said, uh, of individuals favor the use. According to this Gallup poll, 64 percent of favor the use of the perpetuation of marijuana. But yet and still, the science has not changed. So my question in this particular program, what has changed? You know, we have some states that ratified it in 2012. Well, this pamphlet existed since 1995, and it had various facts that I'll read here, some of which I'll read here in a minute. But what has changed? What has gone on? You know what it is? It's the sinful nature and the hearts of men that gravitate toward this. And let me just deal with this from a biblical perspective just for a minute, because so many people say, well, uh, uh, Pastor Bernard, the Bible doesn't talk against uh, marijuana. The Bible has not said anything about it. In fact, God wanted us to live off the land. And marijuana is a part of the land. So therefore, we should be able to engage or embrace marijuana. Well, the same Bible said, told us as a principle not to be drunk with wine. Now, there's a double entendre that's being used when uh, Paul used this 
in the scripture. He said, don't be drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the spirit. Now, I want you to understand, like I said, there's a double entendre and different suggestions going on all over the place in that particular scripture. But the world is a seducing agent. And so Paul is admonishing the people here. Don't be drunk with the world and what the world offers and what the world gives. Uh, At the same time, he's contrasting that to a person who is drunk, inebriated, or a person who is out of their natural right mind. In other words, they have uh, physically engaged in something that takes them out of their proper mental uh, capacity or faculties. He says, don't be drunk with that, but be filled with the spirit. Now, so he sets up a dichotomy. He sets up a, 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 a contrast, if you will. And this contrast, he's saying, don't be drunk. Don't live under the influence of the world, the things that it gives, the seduction of the flesh, the things that hypnotize or paralyze uh, the mind and cause your spirit to be entangled. He said, but be filled with the spirit. He said, there's excess in these things. There's excess in the flesh. He says, but be filled with the spirit. So at the very least, being filled with the spirit is contrary to being drunk or seduced with this world or what the scripture points out is as wine that which intoxicates the flesh Uh, so the concept holds true Uh, the wine is a product of the earth isn't it it's a product of the grape but he says don't be drunk with that uh, don't uh, have that thing where you are inebriated. Now, I know some people, um, they say, well, you can you can drink, just don't get drunk. Well, the whole thing, uh, when you really look at the whole thing, this is why I thank God for sanctification and holiness. Because we don't, uh, traditionally, we've been taught not to play with the devil. You don't play with, you know, you, there's no such thing as a good little devil. You just don't have the devil just a little bit and don't expect him to try to uh, take over. Uh, in the flesh because he will do that but nevertheless aside from the point um, he says don't gravitate don't yield yourself to these things these things are in the flesh anything that takes you out of your mind is something that's after the flesh anything other than the spirit of God or the spirit of Christ which will not lead you into error which will not lead you into that which is unrighteous or wrong Uh, But anything that will lead you into unrighteousness, into the flesh, into the very character, the nature of self, flesh and the devil himself is something that's not to be followed and or embraced. So we can talk more on that. You can put your comments in that whether you like it or not. It really doesn't matter because the Bible truth stands head and shoulders above of everything else. But thank you uh, for your opinions on that. But the fact of the matter is that the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services put out this publication as I've said, since 1995 and revised again in June of 2014. And one of the things that they say in uh, uh, this booklet about marijuana is that marijuana has a chemical in it called THC that is harmful to your brain. Okay, wait a minute. It's harmful to your brain. Did THC all of a sudden come out of marijuana? Did it all of a sudden uh, change from not being a part of marijuana? No, THC is still in marijuana, and you're not going to genetically modify marijuana to eliminate THC uh, under most circumstances anyway because that takes away the 
the effect that marijuana has that people pursue. In other words, it wouldn't be marijuana without THC. But real quickly in this little pamphlet talking about marijuana and its dangers and harms, and I'll kind of go through it, but this is one thing it says on page 11 about how marijuana works. It says marijuana works through THC attaching to specific sites on nerve cells in the brain and in other parts of the body. These sites are called cannabinoid receptors, named after the scientists who were trying to figure out, you know, how cannabis, uh, you know, affects the brain. Well, they call these things, uh, how they found this attachment, they call them cannabinoid receptors. Um, and um, they said that um, this THC is chemically similar to a class of chemicals that our body produces naturally called endocannabinoids. And marijuana disrupts, listen what it says, marijuana disrupts the normal function of this system. Marijuana disrupts, it doesn't add to, but it disrupts the normal function of this system. System. CBRs are found in the brain, areas that influence pleasure, memory, thinking, concentration, movement, coordination, Appetite, pain, and sensory and time perception. That's getting into addictive behavior when you lose track of time and you lose track of your senses and all of that type of thing. This is the danger of marijuana and THC contained within marijuana. This is why athletes, you athletes that are listening to me, I'm a coach. None of my athletes will use marijuana. If I find out you're using marijuana, you will not be on my team. Either one of them. I don't care what I'm coaching, whether it's basketball, track and field. You will not play uh, for me high and using uh, uh, ca- uh, a cannabis. Uh, and you, you, you won't do that. Why? It's going to lead to uncoordinated actions and activities uh, on the playing field or in the game. It, it's it's going to lead to that. Uh, and you've got to have balance and you've got to have coordination, whether you're running track, whether you're playing football, basketball, or whatever the case is. But THC directly affects that coordination. It directly affects uh, um, muscular neural response movement. All of those things. It says because this system's wide ranging influence over many critical functions is not surprising that marijuana can have multiple effects, not just on the brain, but on the user's general health as well. Some of these effects are related to acute intoxication, while others may accumulate over time and cause more persistent problems, including addiction. Marijuana is a gateway, a doorway drug, a gateway drug that will lead to addiction. I know there's been much, um, um, what I want to say, debate over those things, but the chemical makeup of marijuana leads to addiction. So what I can say in these states, um, I, I would venture to say, and I haven't done this study, but maybe some of you out there can do a corresponding study. Uh, in these territories, in these places that have legalized the recreational use of marijuana especially, um, is there a corresponding increase with psychosis? Is there a corresponding increase with those who are addicted and all of these type of things uh, that happen um, that marijuana has been responsible for over time? Uh, let's do the research on that. Let's put the evidence on the table, and I'll certainly follow up with that. And if you have, uh, those of you who are listening to me, if you have any evidence uh, along those lines, I'll be glad to review that, look at it, and we'll discuss it on a future broadcast. I would love to do that.
But listen to this. So this is what else this particular pamphlet says. In 2011, marijuana was reported in over 455,000 emergency department visits within the United States. Over 450,000 in 2011. Over 450,000 emergency department visits. That wasn't the total of the emergency department visits. But in over 455,000 of those, marijuana usage was reported. And over 13% of those cases involved marijuana use in individuals between the ages of 12 and 17. Now, keep your thumbtack on that because that's vitally important. The effects of marijuana on the young brain is a very, um, uh, deli- it has a very uh, uh, negative effect on the developing and the young brain. But um, because some people are saying, well, you know, Pastor, you shouldn't be worried because the marijuana acceptance or the marijuana laws are only geared toward individuals over age 21. Okay, do you mean now that all of these underage uh, children and young people who have marijuana are all of a sudden going to turn in their marijuana in these states because now um, it's only legal in those who are over age 21? So they're going to turn it back in, right? (laughs) Hardly to say. That's certainly not going to happen in any venue. In other words, what I'm saying is the floodgate is going to be open. Uh, Those over 21 can have it legally, but those under 21, hey, they're going to get it from some of their over 21 friends who now have this legally. And so now, hey, we can, you know, we can transfer this thing on and 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 not just people can get high legally, but people can get high illegally. In fact, some of the ones is over 21 that's going to be able to possess drugs uh, legally are going to get their supply from some of the ones who are under 21 who have their supply illegally. And that's just the fact of the matter. And that's just what's going to happen. But uh, uh, short of the long, uh, the age cutoff really doesn't matter. Uh, marijuana is an addictive drug. It is uh, bad, as the pamphlet has said here, uh, since 1995, revised in 2014. It says marijuana can be addictive. This is on page six, one of the first things. Did you know marijuana can be addictive? Uh, repeated marijuana use can lead to addiction, which means that people often cannot stop when they want to, even though it undermines many aspects of their lives. Marijuana is estimated to produce uh, addiction in approximately 9% or in about one out of 11 on the first use. First usage, people can become addicted to marijuana. This rate increases one in six or about to 17% for users who start in their teens. Listen to this. So out of those ones, remember those emergency room visits? Over 455,000, 13% of those emergency room visits were uh, uh, were reported among children who were between age 12 and 17. Some of them, some of those were addicts. According to the statistics, about 20% of those, about 17% were addicts. And 20 to 25% among daily users. If they used them, use this drug every day, up to 50% of these individuals could be addicts. Now listen to this. Out uh, more over 4.3 million of the more than 7.3 million people who abused were addicted to any legal drug in 2012 or addicted to any legal drug in 2012 were dependent upon marijuana. Listen to this. Out of 7.3 million people that are studied that were addicted to any drug 
4.3 million, that's over half of them, had a dependence on marijuana. Out of 7.3 million, 4.3 million had a dependency on marijuana. That's Mary Jane, the Rick James claim. (laughs) Over 4.3 million out of 7.3 million addicts, over 4.3 million said they use marijuana regularly. They had to have it in their life. Marijuana accounts for the largest percentage of hospital admissions, 74% among those aged 12 to 14 and 76% among those age uh, 15 to 17. Uh, Emissions for substance abuse treatment. Marijuana use is at the top of the list. This publication has existed since... 1995, we have known about the dangers of marijuana since then, since, you know, before that, but since it was certainly published, revised in June 2014 and revised a lot of times uh, in between those two dates, uh, promoted by the National Institute on Drug Abuse, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services uh, uh, put this pamphlet out talking about the negativity of Drug use, but yet we are marijuana use, and yet we are endorsing marijuana use almost on every corner, and everybody wants to get in the game. Why? Because tax revenue, because money. It seems that we, since we made over a billion dollars here, everything is going to be good. Everything is everything. We can fund the schools. We can even fund the same schools that are addicting most of our children to the drugs, and we can give money back to the schools so that we can help these children deal with psychosis that they're getting from the marijuana that they're smoking. Marijuana is associated with school failure. Now, how does this look? You're taking marijuana, making marijuana sales legal, giving the money back to the schools where a bunch of children are addicted to marijuana and having psychosis, having problems, and at the same time, you feel justified when marijuana itself is associated with school failure. Yeah, you need to give money back. You need to uh, uh, take the money that you owe the schools and give that properly to the schools without any marijuana sales, without adding, without pouring gasoline on an already raging and burning fire. Marijuana, one of the other parts of this pamphlet says that marijuana is associated with school failure. It has negative effects on attention, motivation, memory, and learning capacity that can persist after the immediate effects of the drug wears off, especially in those who use marijuana regularly. Recent research, this is evidence uh, that suggests that people who began using marijuana heavily as teens may permanently lose an average of eight points of IQ by mid-adulthood compared with their non-smoking peers. Students who smoke marijuana tend to get lower grades and are more likely to drop out of school. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? Next thing, high doses of marijuana can cause psychosis, and that psychosis is even rampant among children. Sometimes they, they are out of their mind. They don't know where they are, don't know who they're talking to. They have bad reactions. The euphoria wears off, and that leads to memory impairment due to the THC, adverse mental reactions, and physical changes. Their body begins to restructure itself many times because of ongoing Marijuana use, not to mention 
the respiratory problems. Now, many of the individuals are saying, hey, well, you know, uh, smoking is hazardous to your health. Well, you know what? Most marijuana is unfiltered. And it has many dangerous chemicals in marijuana. And as we're finding out, people are putting a lot of stuff in marijuana, too, that's taking it to a whole nother level on every hand. I think it was a college campus not too long ago where um, uh, the person was giving marijuana out, giving it away. And these people were smoking it and people were falling out all over. Some of them going to the hospital sick. Some of them have stuff now to deal with that they don't know what you know what's going on or how what their future don't don't know what they ingested this is going on in this world now where are we as the church and as the people of god as we can see here the republican party have let us down they're the part of conservatism of the party of right god is on our side yeah right while you're promoting marijuana while you're allowing these things to happen, saying, well, it's the culture. The Bible told us to be the salt of the earth, the preservative of the earth. We push back death. We stop decay. We stop demoral or immoral things. That's what the church's job is, to be light in a dark world. My Lord, help us, Holy Ghost. Uh, My question is, what has changed? Marijuana? You want it? The facts have not changed. It's still hazardous to your health. It's still bad. It's still not good. The government was saying this just in 2014. Why should we change now? There's been no evidence to the contrary. Listen, my time is fleeting. I am Pastor Harvey Burnett, and this has been the Dunamis Word. God bless you, my friend. Until next broadcast, may heaven smile upon you is my prayer.